Hi, family. <laughs> After an introduction like that, I'm, I'm nervous now. I was good back there. Tony smacked me, and I was good. But now I'm nervous again. So let me just clean my spot so I can feel comfortable, move around, because I'm very active. Um, I just want to thank um, you know, the, the opportunity that God gave me to, to, to be here before you guys. It wasn't easy to get to this place, but I'm here. Um, and I thank the Lord, because you know only God could change a man's life to come and speak the word of God because I wasn't born in church I wasn't raised in church but now I am in church and now I love God and I love the people of God and I want the people of God to serve God always and forever amen <laughs> but um now I just I want to show a video because today the Lord had put in my spirit um something that was more deep you know we get good word up here through his pulpit but I I think that God this season wants to go deeper inside your heart. See, because before I was able, or a lot of people was able to serve the Lord, there had to be a transformation in your mind. Something had to change up here. And he starts with the heart. He starts with the mind. So there I just want to, I want to speak about the names, our name, God's name. It's important for us to understand that God, God gives us names for reasons. You might have been born with a name that your mom gave you, but when you wrestle with God, God will give you a new name. God has many names. You'll see, I'm going to show a video in like about two minutes, but God has many names, and he's called by many names. But God wants you to understand that when you've been through so much hurt, Wrestling with God in your prayer closet and worshiping and coming to church and coming to church, you're filled. But there's still one thing that he wants to show you. He wants to show you what exactly he has done in your life, the change, the transformation. Where did you come from? What you have been through. And then when he, when he does that in your life, he gives you a new name where you're able to walk into your destiny. Amen. It's deep, right? I see your faces right now. It's getting crazy. But I thank the Lord because God is good. His anointing is here. I know that God is going to do some wonderful things. I just want to show you guys a video. Um, it's about God's names. If you guys didn't know, God has many names, but you'll see. Julio, go ahead.
before you, Lord, as a congregation, asking you to speak, Lord God. Father, that I may die to self, Lord, to glorify your holy name, Lord. Father God, take control of my mouth, Lord, of my mind, of my heart, Lord God, of my whole body, God. Holy Spirit, I pray for you right now. I ask of you, come, come, Holy Spirit. Touch the hearts of the people, Lord. Help them receive your word, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to go into the word real quick. This is, this is God's time. Um, Genesis chapter 32, verse 22. When you got it, say amen. After you got it, say preach. preach. Y'all got it already? Y'all fast. <laughs> and if you don't know where Genesis is at, come to the altar. We'll pray for you. <laughs> Amen. Mickey, you want to read? Genesis 32, chapter 22. Chapter 22. Hold on. I got to bring the mic to you. I think you're going to go. You going to reach? Yeah. Wrestling with God. And he arose that night and took his two wives, his two female servants and his seven sons and crossed over the ford of Jabbok. He took them, sent them over the brook and sent over what he had. Then Jacob was left alone and a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. 
and he said, let me go for the day breaks. But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. So he said to him, what is your name? He said, Jacob. And he said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, but Israel. For you have struggled with God and with man and have prevailed. Amen. Preach. That's the word of the Lord for you. How many of you guys have come into a place with God where you guys have been wrestling? All hands should be up, to be honest with you. Because you wouldn't be sitting down if you wasn't wrestling with God. You would not be sitting in the sanctuary if you was not wrestling with God. I'm going to give you guys a quick background on, on Jacob and, um, and why he was at this place where he, he just had to be alone for God to change him. Um, when Jacob was born, he was in the belly of his mom. And it was him and his twin brother named Esau. Esau and his twin brother, Jacob, was in the belly of the mom wrestling. It was like wrestling, going at it. And um, the firstborn was Esau, which was the older brother. Um, when, when they was born, back in the day in the Old Testament, the way that you receive a blessing is by the dad giving you the inheritance for the older brother, the firstborn of the family. So Esau was the firstborn. So Jacob was the secondborn. Okay? So just keep that in mind. Now, I just want to tell you about the names. Esau, his name meant hunter. He was, he was like, like a hunter. He, he used to hunt. He used to kill animals for his dad. He was the one that went out and brought the food home. Where Jacob, was more, he was more like a mama's boy. Say it with me, mama's boy. Mama's boy. Mm -hmm. He was a trickster. His name, Jacob, means trickster. Supplanter. Now, <laughs> when when um when the day came when Isaac the father was getting old, he was getting ready to pass away. Um, he was getting ready to give the blessing to the oldest son, which was Esau. Um, now the day came when they were supposed to get the blessing. The dad asked, "Go out and, and, and hunt for me." Now the mom overheard the conversation that the dad was having with the oldest son, so. Esau comes, I mean, Jacob comes, and his mom, they have this conversation, and they're asking, I mean, she's telling him, quickly, get dressed, smell like Esau, put cologne on, get your fur right, because he was hairy. Esau was like hairy. She's like, get your fur on, go forth, and go to your dad, and tell your dad that you're Esau, so you could receive the better inheritance. You see how Jacob, trickster, do you start to get the picture now? How from the beginning of time, he was already cursed with trickster. But he, he didn't notice it. He, 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 did, he wasn't paying attention. He was just a mama's boy. So whatever mama said, he ran and went to go do. That's, I'm going to get to that. But. So when, when, um, when Jacob went forth, he put on the fur. He went to his dad. Um, his dad even noticed that he didn't sound like Esau. He said, but, but you, don't, you don't sound like Esau. But, but you feel like him. See, we can't go by feeling when we walk in, in the kingdom of God. Can we understand that today? Can I preach that? Yes, sir. See, because when we go by feeling, our feeling might lead us the wrong way. Then we end up in a rut. Correct? Now, when Jacob tricked the dad, he, re he received the blessing from the father. He 
he received the better inheritance. It, w it was going to be his anyway, but Esau was the one that was supposed to get it because he was the firstborn. He was like, you know, in the earth, he was the firstborn. So Jacob was like, yo, I got the blessing. I'm good. I'm go That's it. I'm blessed. I got the better inheritance. When Esau found out, mind you, Esau was what? What does his name mean? Hunter. Now, a mama's boy and a hunter. Hmm. I wouldn't want to be beefing with a hunter. So when you run into a hunter, what you going to do? If you, mama's boy, you going to run. He ran for so many years. He was, he was gone. Pew. All you see was fur. That's it, little fur feathers flying in the sky. And when, and, when, and when Esau got upset, you know, and he ran for many, many years. Now, we go back to this part in Genesis where he actually was getting ready to meet his brother again. See, in the future, your name will really attack you or bother you or, or come at you. See, because we don't really understand the meaning of what it means to, to have a name. Like, our name means great. I know my name is Nathaniel, right, which is gift of God. It's great. But you also meet some people that have some really crazy names. I mean, I met people named Lucifer. I met people named Damien. That as soon as they say their name, you're already giving yourself an automatic download. Mm, he ain't no good. <laughs> I ain't lying. I'm speaking the truth here. You know what I'm talking about? So when, 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 when you meet somebody and they have a name like Glory, Destiny, Faith, even the name of Jesus, you're able to connect with them better, correct? But then if somebody has the name of Lucifer, I don't know, Damien, or Curse, you're automatically giving yourself a download. See, the importance of a name means everything. Your name means everything. See, if, if he wasn't wrestling with God, if it wasn't important to God to rename you, then why he did it in the Bible? He did it more than once. It just wasn't one time that this happened. This tip, that this, you know, he didn't just name Jacob um, Israel just because. He did it plenty of time. He did it to Saul. Saul was out there killing Christians because of his belief. And God said, no, now your name is Paul. We can even go down to Peter. When Peter's first name was Simeon, he named him Peter, which means rock. Let's go down to Sarai. Did I say it right, Tony? Yes. Sarai, he, which means princess. He named it to Sarah, which means princess of all nations. Let's get it. And now we come to this place in our life where we, we've been carrying this name for a very long time, we've been carrying Jose, we've been carrying Mickey, Minister Lou, we've been carrying Nate all of this time, not knowing that we was birthed with that name, and now we're birthed again, and now we're wrestling with God, and God is like, now I'm ready to name you. See, because when you come to Christ, you're a new creation in the Lord. So when you're a new creation in the Lord, God no longer sees you as the old sin that you used to commit. He sees you as the new person, the brand new person, the person that he already done forgave for all the sins, all the garbage, all the rubbish. God is good. See, because when he's getting ready to change your name, you have to go through a, a process. It's a renewal of the mind. See, Jacob was in this place where he sent his wife over Jabok. He sent all his belongings over Jabok. And he was on one side of the Jabok. And his wife was on the other side of Jabok. And he was there by himself. How many of you guys have been in a place by yourself? Where nobody's there to minister. Nobody's there to give you a pat in the back. Nobody's there to give you a cup of water when you're thirsty. Not even a dollar in your pocket when you're hungry. How many have been in that place? Where there's nobody there to be like, yo, I got a million dollars to put in your pocket, in your account, because I know that you broke. 
No, but you're on the other side of Jabbok where everybody got the riches on the other side, but you're all alone in this place, and the only one you can look to is God. Then when you look to God, you start to wrestle with God. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy. Wrestling, you start thinking about John Cena and Randy Orton. No, this is, this is a different type of prayer. This is you and God. And then when you start to wrestle with God, you say, I'm not letting go until you give me my blessing. Mm. Now, in the world, right, names have authority, right? We walk in this world, we know people by their name. For example, Bill Gates. When I say Bill Gates, what do you think about? Money, computers, Donald Trump. Money, money. Oprah Winfrey. See what I'm talking about? Names have meaning. When you walk with a name in this earth, they give you authority, correct? They give you authority. But I can say some names that when I say them, I'm going to say them. Tell me what you think. O.J. Simpson. R. Kelly. Are you starting to understand the meaning, why names are important? Do you, are you starting to get this now? I can't say more, and I'm not going to keep throwing people under the bus, because we got to pray for them, you know? But God, God sees your name as an importance. Why? Even, even back when, when, when Jesus was getting ready to give birth, I mean, was birthed into Mary, the Holy Spirit came and, and um, got Mary pregnant, right, by the Holy Spirit. And, 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 and it didn't call for the husband to name the son. God sent an angel Amen. that you're going to name him Emmanuel, Jesus, salvation, because he's the one that's going to save the people. It's important. If it wasn't important, I would have named him Johnson because it sounds good. <laughs> you understand what I'm trying to say? It's an importance because your name is your identity. It's when you look in the mirror, you go, Nate, you looking good today. And then you start to smile and you start to feel good. And when other people say your name when you're in school, like, Nate, uh, uh, Mickey, other uh, uh, Ross, uh, uh, you start to feel like you're somebody, correct? See how deep this is? This is deeper than you think. You walk around all the time, right? In the past, I, have, I had people um, call me names that hindered my walk with the Lord. I'm going to say some of those names. I'm going to expose them because I want to be set free. They call me names like retard, dummy, non-educated, gangster, thug, <laughs> never be anybody. Those names I carried for so long. We don't even understand what other people tell us. Like, what example, a, a woman. When she's in the street and she, 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 she's doing prostitution, everybody calls her, I'm not going to say it, but what? Say it to yourself. They call her that. She walks around every single day saying that in the back of her head. This is who I am. I'm the best one at it. You understand? They carry that. They carry that. You might not think that, but in the subconscious mind, your mind is constantly playing that back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. When somebody tells you you can't read, you're going to look at a book and you're going to tell yourself you can't read. You understand the importance of knowing a name? It would change your entire mindset about yourself. 
you would stop looking at yourself like you can't read and start reminding yourself that you could read. It's important to understand this. It's very important because when God is getting ready to bless a church with the supernatural, you can't walk around like, well, since I'm not a minister, I can't do anything. You can't walk around thinking that, oh, well, because I can't praise, God ain't going to use me. Oh, because I can't sing, God ain't going to use me. Can you understand that when you're in your private closet, God is looking at you smiling? You don't have to be up here for God to use you. I spent years before God was able to be like, Nate, you're ready. You understand what I'm saying? Nobody came to me and gave me a pat on the back and said, Nate, good job. I continued to seek the Lord. My decision. When you worship and serve God, it's because you want to. Not because somebody tells you to do it. It's a decision. When you accept the Lord as Jesus Christ, you have to make that decision. If you open up the door for God to walk in, then God is going to walk in and say, okay, now you're ready. Now I'm going to bless you. You have to tell yourself something. When you're serving God, you're serving him because it's an oath that you made before the Lord. It's a promise that you made before the Lord. A lot of people put circumstances before them, not knowing that God ain't looking at the circumstance. He's looking at, he's looking at the heart. He sees your heart. Other people might not see it. They might throw, talk down to you. They might tell you that you're nothing. They might tell you that this, that, and the third. But God sees your heart. You know how good you are when you're walking down in the train and you see somebody shaking with a seizure and you start praying for them and nobody else sees it. God does. When a little kid is selling candy, nobody else gives them a dollar on the bus, but then you pull out your wallet knowing that you're broke and you give them a dollar, God sees that. That's ministry more than what people be doing up here. And this is why when, when David was a young boy. He wasn't a king yet. Amen? He wasn't a king yet. He was a boy in the king's body. There was a king in the boy. That's how I should say I'm sorry. A king in the boy. Nobody else seen the king but God. He was out there. He was a shepherd for his father. His father never paid no mind to him. He was neglected. Nobody never really showed him no love, but he was out there serving the sheep because he was called to serve the sheep. That was his job. So he went forth. If a tiger came, a lion came, he'll kill the lion, he'll kill the tiger, but nobody gave him praise. Why? Why nobody gave him praise? It wasn't important. God said, I see your heart. Continue to do your work like you're doing it on to me. So it came a day when Goliath came and all the mighty brothers in his family never rose up. For the name of Jesus, for the name of God. And it took David, the boy that nobody ever paid mind to, to finally step out of faith and say, how you going to allow this man to talk about my dad? To talk about my God? And they all look at him like, what you talk about, Willis? (laughs) So when it took David to take, David was probably like my height. The dude was probably like, I don't know, Tony's height back there, maybe. A giant. He was a giant. He slew them with a rock. He just spoke about it. When he slew them with a rock, everybody was like, yo, that's my boy. That's my brother's son. Look, he's... You get where I'm trying to go with this? That even if you're not in the front line, God is still looking at you. You're accountable for what you do in your life. 
You understand what I'm trying to say? So when you see something that you can change, don't think that you have to have a title. If that person is going through something right now and you're able to pray for him, you better go lay hands. Because nobody's, you probably will never get that pat in the back. But when you go before the Lord, when you die, you're not going to have the name minister or deacon or usher or elder or youth leader. None of that. It's going to be your name. What he named you. He's going to come up to me and say, Nathaniel, what have you done for me? Well, when that kid was over there by himself and um, nobody went to go pray for him, I did it on your name. Nobody gave me a pat on the back for that. You understand? Start to get to understand that your name that God wants to give you has power. It's a renewal. Stop looking at yourself like you cannot be used because you could. Anybody could be used. Anybody. God used a prostitute in the Bible that nobody else wanted to speak to. He used her to be an evangelist for the glory of God. God can use you no matter what your circumstances, no matter what you're going through, what you got in your back pocket, the things that you carry from your past. God can still use you. And it's, it's going to take some type of surrender like, like, like Jacob did when he surrendered his wife and all his possessions. And he was all alone on the other side of Jabbok. And he surrendered before the Lord and he humbled himself at night. And he said, God, I'm not letting you go until you bless me. But God could have gave him a gun. He, God could have given him anything that he wanted. But God said, I'm going to give you Israel, your name, what belongs to you. God could have gave him a kingdom. He could have gave him anything that he wanted. It's God we're talking about here. But God decided to give him a name. Why? Because when you get a new name, you start to look at things different. You're no longer worried about, oh, I'm Nate, the regular, oh, they can't read, da 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 God will start calling you a warrior. Like, you start walking through stomping on grounds and knowing who God is. And when you go see somebody that's chained in the bondage, you start to pray for the release for him to go into the kingdom of heaven. Because you start to understand that you are not called Juan or anything. You're called to be doing greater and bigger things for the anointing of God. Come on, somebody. Jesus. See, God is good. Because God is willing to deal with your doubt. God is willing to deal with your insecurities. Tony just spoke about Gideon. Gideon was the most insecure person in the Bible to me, besides Moses. And they're insecure because they go, but Lord, I can't speak right. But Lord, I'm the poorest one in the nation. But Lord, I'm the smallest one. How can I be playing in this basketball team and actually do something good? But Lord, how can I be in my job? I don't even have that type of education or degree. And make it to be this. And God is looking at you like, go on my strength. Why are you trying to do it alone? Go on my strength. You got it in you. It's in you. It's birthed in you. When you start to wrestle with God, it's because you know you're called to do bigger and greater things for the name of Jesus. It's why you seek God every single day. It's why when something's going through, Jesus is taking control. I can't deal with this person. That's why, because you know that God is God. And he sees that. He knows your heart. He don't care about that past garbage. It's garbage. God casts away in the, in the fiery pit and forgets about it. We're the ones that always want to remind ourselves, oh, yeah, I remember when I did this. Lord, I can't, I can't do this now. Don't make it to a place where you miss your blessing when the boat is riding and you just miss it. Because the boat will continue moving. You will be drowning. 
Whew. Now I'm going to my notes. That was all off the top of God's head. <laughs> um, God, God is good. And, and, and even Adam was called to even name the animals because God knew the importance of that. Even Adam. This is what I'm trying to tell you that. You have a wonderful name now, but God has a different type of name for you in the spirit. That when he gives it to you, you will be transformed forever. You'll be able to go conquer neighborhoods and conquer communities and buildings and apartment buildings and schools. And you'll be able to go to school fired up for the name of Jesus because your mind has changed. You understand? This is important. It's important to understand that your struggle does not matter to God. It's important because when you start to understand that my struggle doesn't matter and I'm relying on God is when he moves. God loves when he sees you struggling. He goes, mm-hmm, call, please, come on, come in, come on, call me, call me, call me, call me. <laughs> and then when you start to go, he goes, ah. And this is why this, this, this in particular preaching is meant for the heart. For the heart. Because God wants to deal with your heart. He wants to deal with your mind. Because once he got that, there's no turning back. It's the same thing when you get married. And somebody's getting ready to marry you. The guy wins your heart first, but then when you get the ring, he wins your mind. <laughs> Look at my diamonds, bling. It's the same thing with God. God first starts with a small blessing and you start to open up your eyes like, Lord, you just blessed me. I didn't even do anything to deserve it. Then he'll start with somebody else getting saved around you. You go, oh, you go to church? Oh, you serve the Lord? Then you start to open up what? Your heart. Then your mind. And then God is able to come in and go, mm, now I see it. You're starting to understand my heart. I know where I'm going right now. <laughs> I'm just going to do it like this. When, when, when you're named in the beginning of time, or even when somebody says something to you, you know that riddle would go, sticks and stone may break my bones, but words will never hurt me? It's a lie from the devil. I'm going to tell you that right now. Because sticks and stones will break your bones, but the words will hurt you. They were. In Proverbs 18.21, it says that you have the power of life and death in your mouth. Your tongue, you can speak it. Nah, I'm cool. Thank you. Thank you. Ooh, thank you. That's cool. I never had that treatment before. <laughs> Let me take advantage. <laughs> Praise God. <laughs> Put it right here. So, so, so go back. 1821, it says, you have the power of life and death within your mouth. You can speak it. Sticks and stones will hurt your bones, but the words will hurt you. Mothers, be careful what you say to your kids. Children, be careful what you say to your mothers. Be careful what you say to your sisters, to your brothers, to your friends. If you have a best friend and you're telling them, girl, you don't know what you're doing, you're an idiot. It's affecting them. Because you do have the power of life and death in your mouth. 
getting ready to close this, and I'm gonna just you know open up the altar, and I'm you know we're gonna do this right. Just find this ending verse. Um, can everybody turn to the book of Genesis again, thirty-five, chapter thirty-five, verse sixteen through eighteen. Do you got it? Who got it? Who got it? 16 to 18, yeah. You got it? You got it, Mr. Lou? You want to read it for me? Then they journeyed from Bethel, and when there was but a little distance to go, Ephrath, Rachel, labored in childbirth, and she had a hard labor. Now it came to pass, when she was in hard labor, that the midwife said to her, Do not fear, you will have this son also. And so it was as her soul was departing, departing for the dead, for she died, that, the, that she called his name ben, Benon, Benoni. But his father called him Benjamin. Continue. I'm going to make this story a little more dramatic because the Bible says it black and white, but you got to break it down. When Rachel was getting ready to give birth, she was getting ready to pass away. She was ready getting, you know, she was already dying. And she, you know, the, the nurse assured her, listen, you're going to have this baby. Don't worry about it. You're going to be fine. She's encouraging her. She's telling her whatever you're going through, you're going to be okay. Now, when Rachel came to this place that it was so much pain and the baby was ready to get it, you know, it was getting ready to come out, she screamed out, I'm going to name you Benoni. Benoni means son of my sorrow. I told you about the names, the meanings of it. He wasn't even born yet. He was already going to be a son of sorrow. He was getting ready to come into the world in sorrow. But Benjamin, with the discernment that he had from the Lord, he said, no, I shall call him Benjamin. Sorry. It's father. He said, I shall call him Benjamin, son of my right hand. You see where God took that situation, it could have ended up to be a curse for that son. But he said, no, 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 name him Benjamin, son of my right hand. I believe that there's healing in this place. I believe that the Holy Spirit himself is going to be in a lot of you guys right now. There's an opportunity here for you to get named. All the wrestling, all the struggle, all the lies, all the false identity you've been having, you've been having in your life. God is getting ready to change that mindset. God is getting ready to change your whole life around for the good. Change your mindset forever. No longer will you receive the lies from the enemy, but you receive the truth from the word of God. If there's any prayer warriors in this room, I want you to start interceding right now. Start to ask God to reveal himself in a new way. All the prayer warriors start to scream out the name of Jesus. Start to decree and declare for the Holy Spirit himself to show up, to make things new, to bring forth a new life, a new name for somebody that doesn't even know the name of Jesus yet. 
Lord, can you come, Lord God? I invite you here today, my God. Invite you here this second, Lord, for you just to take control, my God, of every corner of this room, my God. Father, the angels will be touching those right now that are hungry for you, my God. That I've been in their prayer closet wrestling with you, Lord. For those of you that want to renew your vows with God, that want to make it new, that are tired of living lies and tired of going through what you're going through in your mind, this is between you and God. This has nothing to do with anybody in this church. If you feel it in your heart, if you feel it in your mind that you just need a new step, that you need a new life, that you need just to move forward and God to just birth something new in you. I just ask you to come forth. The altar's open. Don't worry about I. Don't worry about the person next to you. Don't worry about what's wrong with you. Just come forth. Take that first step. That first step that Jacob had to take by himself and Jabok. That first step. That first step. It's up to you to make that first step. It's up to you to renew your vows. It's up to you. You know it. You feel it in your heart. You feel it in your mind to move forward. To, to ask God to change you. To move you forward. To give you the blessing that you've been so desiring. It's up to you. The altar's open. Whenever you're ready, come. Whenever you're ready, come. It's only one step you got to take. Mickey, whenever you're ready, come. Don't worry about nothing else. Whenever you're ready, come. Whenever you're ready, come. Jesus. 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 Hallelujah. I call upon the Spirit of the Lord right now to come. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Lord, hallelujah. Come, hallelujah. In a fresh new way, Lord. Fresh new way, God. Bring them forth, Lord. Bring them forth, Father God. Bring the fire, Father God. The desire again, Lord, to seek you. Hallelujah. To seek you, God. Come. Come, hallelujah. Come, hallelujah. Come, hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Jesus, Lord. Jesus, Lord. Come, hallelujah. Come in a new way, God.
God is good. After you came up here and either renewed your vows or God prayed over because you felt it in your heart to get led, um, God put it in my heart that once you take that step forth, he's going to get ready to give you a new name. There's a basket here and a basket on that side that has a list of names. Women names and men names. I got boogers coming out, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't know what name you're going to pick out this basket. I don't know what God is going to reveal to you. I have no idea. But I, I want to pray together as a church that the Holy Spirit will be the one that gives you the name. I'm going to lay these two down. Pass me that one? Yes. So we have males on this side, females on this side. So if everybody could just stand up, go to your side. If you're a female, you go this side. If you're a male, you go on this side. Just line up. Oh, Lord, everybody want a new name. Woo! Jesus. This is crazy. God is getting ready to... I just want to remind you guys that God is getting to reveal your destiny. God is getting ready to show you something new. Joyce, there's a reason why you're here. I thank the Lord for you. You guys extend your right hand to the baskets. Lord, we ask you, Lord God, to reveal something new to us today, my God. The Lord God, as we pull this name out, either a woman, Father God, as a man, as they pull their name out, my God, they see something new in them, my God. Holy Spirit, lead this. Hallelujah. Lead this, my God, because as they pull a name out, my God, this is going to determine their future, their destiny in you, my God. Father, hallelujah, just have your way with these two baskets, my God. They're anointed with oil. They're anointed by your hands. They was prayed over in agreement, my God, that whoever pissed from them baskets, my God, will be transformed forever, Lord. That they will no longer walk with the past mindset, but they'll walk with the new mindset in Jesus' name. I thank you, Lord, as we all stand in agreement, Father God, as we piss from these baskets, Lord, just to show us our future, Lord. Show us our destiny in Jesus' name.
too bad we don't have a camera. I like to have a camera right now. First place, the name change is hitting everybody on target. And you, you look like little kids. Look who I am. <laughs> Are you guys blessed? Unbelievable. We're ahead of schedule. You got a camera? <laughs> Gonna end it. We're gonna end this service the same way we started. I'm gonna give uh, thinking uh, Dennis a few minutes. He wants to share something, and after that, we're just gonna end with uh, some awesome worship because he is worthy to be praised. Church, I want you to look at me this morning. Look at me what I'm saying this morning, and take it deep in your heart. We're in Sunday school this morning. A minister bring a key word. I want you to watch these words that come from the mouth. They are spiritual words. You're a spiritual being. And many of us, we don't check what we say. We just let go words. But that word has power in the spiritual realm. You remember, you're a spiritual being. You see, we like to say bless. Even for when people make a sneeze, we say bless. But we waste that word we don't know what that word really means. I remember 17 years ago, and I'm taking you back from what that same word I would just, where we just say, a person make a guess from my stomach. And a man checked me, with a man of God. He said, You don't bless that, my brother. You're a king's son. You see, you know, your words have power. Church, our words have power. Do you hear me? Our words have power. Because Christ in you, the hope of glory, resides in each one of us in here. When you come to bless me, bless me something. That's why many times you hear him come, I hug you and I say, may the grace and peace be abundantly upon you. That's, I'm releasing words into your spirit. All the time I always say to each other, before you leave the throne room of God, let the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, be pleasing unto you. Put a guard over my mouth. You practice that every single day. Because you know what? The devil knows who you are. Satan is right. Listen to every word that I'm saying because you know what? He knows what I'm saying. I'm sharing encouragement to my brothers and sisters. When we come to each other, say something that will lift that soul spirit up to another level. That you will give that word encouragement to your brother and sister when you come into the house of God. Because the spiritual one watch us how we treat each other. Don't let anything filth come up in your mouth about brothers and sisters. Okay, you know what? The spiritual one hear it and the angel of the Lord is right there to listen to what you're saying. Remember, we are spiritual beam. Keep this today and keep it in your heart. I'm a spiritual being and I, whatever I release a blessing upon my brothers and sisters, I'm releasing power out of my spirit into that spirit. Because we are priests in the eyes of God. God bless you.
Right on the head. God is good. <laughs> uh, Tony, please, he was in a, in a nice worship to dismiss us. <laughs> Friend of God, Julio. Friend of God. <laughs> 